I lost our cookie decorating contest this year, but I think it's bullshit because mine was the best. Because I made Baby Yoda, and I, I was like, I think I deserve better. I think your your Baby Yoda was better than mine. <laughs> I, I, I love him so much. I don't even care that I lost because I think he's beautiful. I, I just, I truly can't believe that you're making me t- sit here talk about A Night Before Christmas. When hours ago I saw cats. <laughs> I'm gonna well, I make... haven't saw cats. Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on one star. Hello. Hold on. Ooh, Ooh. A musical episode. <laughs> No, I as soon as I started saying hello, I looked down and it didn't look like I was recording, but I am. So, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of One Star Bad Movie Podcast, a podcast where we talk about bad movies with one celebrity and them. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sir Optin Sinclair of <laughs> Liverpool, but you can call me Sarah. <laughs> um, that's Quinn. And we're back with our yearly tradition <laughs> of watching a Vanessa Hudgens Netflix original Christmas movie and recording at, uh, uh yeah, 2 a.m. on Christmas Eve uh, with my brother Tyler present. Hi! Um, who is, had not seen the movie. And I'm playing a video game. And is currently playing a video game. All of those things are exactly what happened in our last episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the princess Except this yeah. time, I work tomorrow, so a and fun a twist. Fun, a fun twist. <laughs> so for all you Snuffed fans out there, um, <laughs> who we've abandoned. <laughs> I'm sorry, what are you this talking you. about? <laughs> Exactly. The other day I said to Lauren, hey, we should watch the Survivor finale. She said, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was the last we talked about it. I'm unfamiliar um, with the show. <laughs> I heard it's fine. <laughs> I, I I hear Sia's just handed out cash. <laughs> she gave out like $200,000. Really? Yes. Yeah. I think she gave out, somebody said $218,000. She gave out 100000 to one person, 100000 to another person, and then 15000 on the side to one more See, person. That's what I'm most excited about, is just seeing who gets the CEO award. But I but guarantee was... you could predict right now. Kelly. That would be my guess. Well, there's three, and you said one name, so you're bad at this. No, I mean, that's my first one. Janet. I hate you. I'm talking to the kid. Playing the goose game. I'm chasing this kid into forever. <laughs> Kelly and Janet and Elaine are my guesses. Tyler, what are yours? Kelly, uh, Kelly, Elaine, and Janet is really good. I, like I literally guesses. thought you were just about to say those three names as if I hadn't just said them. No, ah, tripped the boy in the puddle. I did it. Uh, no, I am... I am... Uh, I'm agreeing with Lauren, because those seem like the most likely ones. You, you've, you've got two out of three. It was not Ooh. Kelly, it was Jamal. Okay. Interesting. Who, the even more interestingly, is roommates with Jack now. Wait. Okay. 
Jamal? Yes, they were roommates. I thought, I thought maybe it was Kelly for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Not only are they roommates, Jack is dating Elizabeth, who also lives <gasps> there. Oh, that's, I don't know why I'm so disturbed. <laughs> it's all happening. I, um... I, I got really uh, disenfranchised with this season as it went on. Yep, and we can up. That is not a bad That's thing. Not That's this... understandable. Yeah. I think well, we all did. We're, I know we're not talking about Survivor now. It's just that I haven't talked to Quinn about anything. <laughs> we're here <laughs> to talk about Circle, goddammit. Circle? Yeah, Circle. The Circle of Emma Watson. That's, it. That's one of the main characters' names in this movie. Did you not get that joke? <laughs> Lauren. No. His Lauren. name is Sir Cole. Oh, Sir oh. Cole. I thought you were just saying Sir Cole. Is, is that clever? <laughs> I don't know if it's like intentional is the thing. Also, full disclosure. Well, one, we're talking about the night before Christmas. I don't think we said that. Or is it a night before Christmas? Oh I don't know, actually. It's the... But full disclosure, I did fall asleep periodically throughout the movie. <laughs> Is it like because you were watching it at midnight? <laughs> uh, perhaps. You know, midnight just before right now. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not gonna chalk that up on the movie's fault. I, it, it could primarily be my fault. <laughs> so, um, anything we want to talk about before we roll into it? Um, not I, all, all of my thoughts. I saw Cats today. Did I bring so that up already? So, I gotta be honest. A lot of brain space is being taken up by that. <laughs> so, if I do forget what happens in this movie, because I saw three movies today. I saw oh this, God. I saw this, and then I did a double feature of Cats and the new Star Wars. So, I've got a lot up in my you brain. Watched, wait, okay. You said, when you said double feature of Cats and... Of this in Star Wars for a second, I thought you were saying you saw a double feature of Cats. I saw, saw it once, <laughs> saw it again. I saw a double feature of Cats and then Star Wars right after each other, or which I call a science fiction double feature. <laughs> now, did you see the updated version of Cats? No, I saw the good version, a.k.a. the okay. bad one. <laughs> good, 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 good. I, I was watching Judy Dench's hands like a hawk. <laughs> but that's it. for a later episode. Hint, hint. Um, uh-huh. I wink. Yeah. <laughs> if you're any kind of bad movie podcast, you're not talking about cats. You're not doing your job. <laughs> um, and then what? What else was there? Uh, so, oh, what do you think of Star Wars? What do you think of Star Wars? It, I thought it was pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but there's one character who matters. Oh, uh, what is what? Is, I called him like Bubba Fuck or something. Babu Frick. <laughs> that Frick. is there. It is Babu Frick. I, we love him. I mean, we stand. There's this part I I watched because I work in a movie theater. I saw the scene again, and I think I remember the exact part. I might have said this out loud, so Lauren can confirm or deny this. But Babu Frick was on screen, and there's this one part when uh, Zori and, and Poe are kind of like bickering, where she's like, "I'm gonna go do this," and Poe's like, "I'm gonna come with you," and she's like, "Don't you trust me?" and he was like, do you, do you trust me ever? Did you ever trust me? And then she goes, nope. And then Bobby Frick just goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And I just went, I, I don't know if I said it out loud, but I remember just thinking to myself, 
I love this little guy. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, okay, Babu for... Frick, my oldest friend. <laughs> I'm so when happy. he shows up. Oh yes. Well, I want to say first of all, spoiler alert, that there. I just really appreciate the fact that there was a for a brief moment. The only person C three PO was Bob Frick, <laughs> and what a wonderful existence that must have been. What I'm so jealous. I want to. I want Bob Frick to be the only thing I know. But the journey me and Lauren experienced was that we we were watching the movie, and it was a very skip ahead if you don't want. To yeah, know anything yeah. About honestly, my old, old survivor Star Wars spoilers. Baby Yoda can and should go kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Babu Frick or nothing. <laughs> Friendship ended with Baby. Yoda. <laughs> Honestly, I made I made a Baby Yoda sugar cookie today, Christmas cookie, and then I was looking and I was I googled him, and I was like for a split second gonna attempt to make a Babu Frick cookie, oh, but you, that was gonna be way you too. You don't hard. have the ability. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't. But uh, but but anyway, so mild sp- Star Wars spoilers. Um. They blow up a planet, and they're like, oh, we'll, we'll hit them where they're hurt. We'll get a planet that they've been to before. And I was like, I don't know, like Jakku or something like that? Like, what's a planet that we know from these trilogy? And it's like, no, it's the planet that we went to two minutes ago. <laughs> anyway, the planet where we only met two people. It, the planet then, where we met the most important character, though. Right. But so what happens is they blow it up, and I was like, oh, I guess Zori's dead, whatever. And then, like, about 25 to 30 minutes later, I literally had a realization because i guess i was thinking about other things <laughs> and i tapped lauren on the shoulder and i went lauren i just realized that babu frick was on that planet <laughs> and we were like oh no and then like near the end of the thing when zori showed up again i was like i was like oh good zori survived and then babu frick jumped up and i went oh shit because <laughs> i didn't thought I would care enough about Babu Frick to show us that he survived. <laughs> so when he popped up, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I didn't, my dude, my boy. I didn't even realize that we were supposed to think he was dead until you just said that right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie doesn't isn't really concerned with uh, tricking the audience into thinking people are dead. Since or, oh my the, god. The movie reminds you that you, or tells you that Chewbacca didn't die a good 20 minutes before they tell the rest of the people in the movie. <laughs> So, like, the characters are going around being like, I can't believe Chewie's dead. And we're like, we know he's not. Yeah. I feel like this would be more effective if we thought he was <laughs> dead still. The but first... the, movie, the movie, three minutes after they killed Chewbacca, goes, we didn't really kill Chewbacca. The first, <laughs> like, like okay. 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes of the movie, I hated so much. I was so mad Same. the entire time. It was terrible. And then it got, it got like better, but I was still like, eh. I'm not. I'm like not even kidding. Like there are two things. Like only like two or three things that I really remember about this movie, and it's Babu Frick. Mm-hmm. Fun. My oldest friend. My oldest friend. <laughs> fun telepathic FaceTimes. They're back. We love them. Like and uh, the kiss. <laughs> the what? The, the kiss. kiss. 
He was like, he was literally too horny to die. That was the only way <laughs> he lived. Uh, this, this, the name of this should have been Star Wars Episode Nine: Too Horny to Die. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a James Bond movie. If it I've is, ever heard of one, it's so good. Too, it too horny Wars to style. die, too evil to live. <laughs> too evil to live, too horny to die. <laughs> but um, like the first forty-five minutes, it felt like watching a movie at like one point five speed, and I was exhausted uh, afterwards. That's how Lauren likes to watch movies or podcasts. <laughs> That's how I like to listen to podcasts. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I'm stealing this joke from elsewhere, but uh, it is really nice that J.J. Abrams was able to reuse that footage of Kelly Marie Tran after she died to, 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 to put her in this movie. Did you see that joke? I don't get it. Yes, Carrie Fisher was dead before they shot this movie. So oh, yeah. They used footage of her. And then somebody made the joke that they did that with Kelly Marie Tran in this movie. That's why she's not in it very much. It's because they were just reusing footage of her. <laughs> it's like as if it was someone... This movie was written by someone who's only had the other two movies described to them. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even that. It's... Just, they had to base the, write this movie based off of what they found on the internet of people saying about it. Because the whole thing was just like J.J. Abrams was like, is this what you want? Is this it? And Even like, like the nah. kiss thing. It's like, no, that was a joke, man. <laughs> you didn't actually want them to bone. I want No, if it, if it would have been a full-on sex scene, I would have come around. But just to kiss, you know. I would have been like, okay. <laughs> I would have respect, because that would have been them making, like, an artistic choice in this no, movie. No, you're right. I was so taken aback when they did it, but if they would have just started, like, digging out their clothes and, like, and, and just, like, dove underneath the camera, I would have been like, all right, you know what? Bad respect, because I did not see that coming. <laughs> well, but I did respect it, because I, too, the moment after making physical contact with Adam Driver, would ensure he's dead. <laughs> anyway I'm sad, that, I'm sad that we don't get his weird torso in this movie Speaking of weird torsos Night Before Christmas Ooh, Ooh. I'm excited to hear how Honestly, that transitions His shirtless scene was it a little was a strange vi- It was a weird torso <laughs> <laughs> It was a good transition um, Night Before Christmas I almost went with uh, speaking of shitty haircuts And both worked <laughs> Yeah both both translate Uh so, night before Christmas, Vanessa Hudgens is back at it again. Rape apologist Vanessa Ann Hudgens is here. Oh, boy. Oh. I'm ready to fight. I'm <laughs> tired, I'm in a bad mood, and I want to kill Woody Allen. What's new? <laughs> I didn't... I saw that she was trending, but I never saw why. It's because she was like, I'd love to work with Woody Allen. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's shitty. Uh... I'll only call her that like four oh times God. throughout this review, I promise. That's fine. Well, here's the thing. Last year we loved her. Um, this one, bad. Very, you know what? I hate this movie. And you know what I hate most about it? Is that it made me cry. <laughs> no! What? It Why? did. It was when they gave the kids the gifts. 
Uh, remind me when that was. I might have. <laughs> see, it's fun because I didn't see the movie and Lauren did, and she also knows what we're talking about. It's because it, like there's that whole plot line where it's like a single dad who works too hard and is he's too poor to buy his kids gloves. Oh yeah. And then it the and then like oh yeah I, I know what you're talking about yeah that. when they gave the kids gifts and then he was like you don't have to do this and then they're like we're family and then he like he got sad and then I cried. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I hate most about this movie, is that tears fell from my body. It made me shed my own water from my eyes. This is, that's about the time where I was, like, trying to be like, Lauren, you need to keep being awake. (laughs) Oh, it feels like that might be the wrap-up of the movie, but no. That's what, apparently, me and Quinn both had the same sensation where we are like, alright, this movie's probably about over. (laughs) And then there was 20 minutes left. Yeah, yep. it's a it's a <laughs> lengthy feature. So, uh, I'm also just disappointed because Princess Switch was very fun, you know? It was. And this this is takes a bold choice where it's like, I don't think we need a plot. I don't think we need consequences, <laughs> and I don't think we need any sort of action in this movie. We definitely don't need conflict. No conflict at all. We need CGI snow, though. I saw a lot of that in the snippets that I caught. There's, where's CGI? I said snow. C- CGI snow. Oh, uh, uh, maybe it's real snow. Who knows? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> my my first night... Nope. My first note... <laughs> <laughs> my first note of uh, from wanting the film is, Oh, so he's a night-night. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, what did you think he was? I don't, I didn't think he was going to be like a, I didn't really look into this movie at all. And I thought it was like, I don't know, I I guess like a cosplaying thing. I didn't think he was literally going to be from the 14th century. No, we're going to put this one on you just being dumb. I could have told you that. (laughs) I, well, because I knew she was like in 2019. I wasn't really thinking time travel. I didn't also didn't think. I mean, let's be honest. This is this time travel movie. In a way, yes. In other ways, no. Because nobody seems shocked by the concept of time travel. No. They're like, that's not real. But he takes it's kind it. Of, it's kind of proven to be real. And then they're like, nah, well. He takes it remarkably well. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He he's walking around. He sees a he sees a plane, like an actual airplane, and he's like, "Oh wow, a dragon!" And that's it. Not even like shocked. Just the, to be like, "Oh yeah, there it is." Like planes, though. And also, that implies that dragons are real. Ooh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That implies he's seen dragons before, and he's like, ooh, what's this new kind of dragon? Is this a time travel movie, or is it like a dimension-hopping movie? Because dragons aren't real. Okay, here, speaking of dimensions, that transitions nextly to what I think is the most important question of this movie, is how does the Vanessa Ann Hudgens Netflix Christmas movie cinematic universe work? Because... In this movie, they reference the country Andovia. Which, <gasps> That's great. 
That makes me very happy. <laughs> Which is the country oh, in shit. The Christmas Prince mm-hmm. that doesn't oh, start Vanessa Ann Hudgens, but in the <laughs> Vanessa Ann Hudgens movie, A Princess Switch, she's watching The Christmas Prince. So therefore, there's a lot of questions that come up with that. One, so does this movie take place in the same universe as the Christmas Prince, which means, which would mean in Princess Switch, it's a Netflix movie as well, which would mean the two Vanessa Ann Hudgenses in the Princess Switch could see this movie now and be like, wait, is there a third of us? (laughs) Or (laughs) option number two, that the Christmas Prince is a documentary. So, Wait, hold on. I'm going to need you to explain this a little bit. I'm not sure if I so, can. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. So, we have, um, where, it, explain the references to me again. How do these fit together? So, in a Chris, a Princess Switch, the one we did last year, Vanessa yes. Hudgens' character, the non-princess one, is watching The Christmas Prince on TV, which... Wait, what movie is she in? The Princess Switch. So what's the Christmas Prince? It's the first Netflix original movie, Christmas movie. It doesn't star Vanessa. Okay, okay. And so, but then, in this movie, they talk about the country where a Christmas Prince takes place, as if it's a real country. So that means... That this movie exists in the same universe as that movie, but not in the same universe as uh, Princess Switch, which apparently is our universe. Or oh, wait, no. Or or or. I don't think that's it. Because <laughs> that would mean that we're fake. And the movie's real, and that can't be right. <laughs> Other option is a Christmas Prince is a documentary. In this world. And that's what she was watching. And then therefore. This is a third of the Vanessa Ann Hudgens. From the Princess Switch. And there's some sort of cloning thing going on. Where they all have magical Christmas experiences. And it's an episode of Orphan Black now. Well I feel like you can make the argument. That the Netflix movie exists in both our world and the fictional world of this film. And there's also a scene But you but 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 absolutely definitively there is a third Vanessa Hudgens. Is there? Right. We, because you said well Vanessa Hudgens is in this movie and then they they mention the fake country where where resides two more Anne Hudgens. No, 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 no. no. The fake country where the movie that the two Vanessa Ann Hudgens were watching takes place. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, they referenced... Okay. <laughs> so, this me, is, okay. This I is think where I we this. have I'm the... I'm going to get out a piece of paper this and is I'm going to start wrapping this up. This is where me so, and Lauren have had the key advantage of having seen all three of these movies. I don't, I don't know if that happens. I've never seen The Christmas Prince. So, oh, okay. my God. So... The Christmas Switch. Nope. That's not a movie. (laughs) The Christmas Prince? Yes. That's a movie. The Christmas Prince is a movie, a Netflix movie, 
that came is out like watched three by years ago. Vanessa Hutchins in the Christmas Switch. Princess Princess Switch. Switch. Princess Switch. Have you ever yeah. seen iZombie? Wait, uh, no. <laughs> okay, never. Right. So, that won't help so, you then. Okay, so they... Vanessa Hudgens watches that fake Netflix movie. But then in the same Netflix movie, they mention the country from that movie as if it's real. Yes. So, that does that connect to this movie at all? No, they re- I thought you meant this movie. They mentioned the country's real in this movie. So in this movie, okay, but they only reference the country, or they only reference the movie in the other Vanessa Hudgens movie. Yes. Give me that notebook. Okay. So she, so she's, so she watched the fake. Okay. So okay. <laughs> I almost have this. I have. I hold on. It. I have other information though. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. In this so, movie, there's an ex- there's two different binge-watching scenes where they watch Netflix. Oh uh, apparently, God, embarrassing. a fourth Netflix Christmas movie that I have not heard of or seen it yet. Okay, that doesn't matter. The, what matters is that these two Vanessa Hudgens movies do not exist within each other's world. Maybe. So... So, theoretically, there is a world in which a Vanessa Hudgens movie and a non-Vanessa Hudgens movie are fictional to the other Vanessa Hudgens movie. Yeah, well, the school of thought I'm prescribing to is the idea that this movie is a Netflix movie in the Princess Switch universe movie, and then there will be a fourth Vanessa Ann Hudgens Christmas movie where she's an actress and then she meets up with the other two ones from the Princess Switch. Which so, would make sense if we are dimension hopping instead of time traveling. No, the chart out for me. No, I'm saying the Vanessa Hudgens that started this movie plays herself in a third movie. Oh, hello. Hold on. Yeah, this, the dog is... He's, he's trying to explain it to us. <laughs> he's like, you fucking idiot. How do you not understand this? Dude, stop. No one's here. If there is someone here, I'm afraid. So Lauren is right now a chart for me here. To, to hopefully explain everything. So, um, in The Christmas Night. Not the, what is called, but yeah, the night sure. before The night before Christmas. The night one. Yeah. Is the name of this movie. The country of Aldova exists. Correct? Yes. In Princess Prince, they... They go to Aldova. So it takes place in Aldova. So in Christmas Prince, it exists. Yes. In the movie Princess Switch, they watch... The Christmas Prince. They watch The Christmas Prince. Yes. So, The Night Before Christmas in Christmas Prince, which is a movie that does not have Vanessa Hutchins in it. Yes. Exists in the same universe. And that universe would theoretically be fictional to... The world of Princess Switch. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think we got it. Yeah, and so my theory... Oh, frick. <laughs> which goes back to my theory where they're in the world of the Princess Switch. There's a third Vanessa Hudgens who is just Vanessa Hudgens. Who oh, acts, an actress. The Princess Switch who's an actress. Is there a country in Princess Switch? Yes, I forget the name though. 
Okay. Moldova. Yeah, but That's she's confusing. <laughs> she, she's an actress who got her big break in the Christmas, the night before Christmas. It, wherein, and then we'll get a sequel to Prince of Switch, where there's now three Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, oh, this is interesting. My nose is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. That was a bit. Oh. <laughs> Lord was watching me confused. Um. So this movie starts out. <laughs> so he's a knight, and they're going on a weird. They have to chase an owl, or I don't know, do something. A falcon. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) The the knight runs into an old uh, crone um, who he's nice to instead of being mean to. Uh, Imagine. Take notes. (laughs) Imagine. I'm calling you out. The beast in Beauty and the Beast. Imagine with me. You are an actress. Yes. You you get your first big break. You're like, you're gonna be a pretty major character in a Netflix movie. And you're like, hell yeah. Awesome. I'm so yeah. excited. Script This is gonna be either good or bad. Script hits your lap. Your character's name is Old Crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, that's not good. <laughs> that's what I kept thinking about that because like they made a joke where he keeps like uh Calling like some other lady that no what like, yeah and then also wench yeah but I'm like but this one lady like her character name is old crone but they're like you shouldn't call women crone yeah they were fine with that it was the wench that they were like hey buddy no when he calls Mrs Claus crone two separate times the joke happens once and then thirty minutes later the same scene happens again yeah that's how you write a movie right yep. <laughs> So basically, he's nice to her, and she's like, you have to go on a quest, uh, or you'll never be a knight, and you need to finish by the eve of Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And he needs to get back in time to see his brother be knighted on Christmas, because that is when these knights get knighted, is Christmas. For reasons. For reasons. Um, and then we flash forward, I guess. To a few years later. In 2019. <laughs> We're 1334 to 2019. Yeah, just a little flash forward. And Sorry. Vanessa Hudgens is a That was an Alanis Morissette lyric reference. It's yeah. only for the diehards. <laughs> so, uh, Vanessa Hudgens is a teacher, and she's talking to a student um, who failed a test because her boyfriend broke up with her. And... <laughs> Vanessa's like, um, the student says, I thought he'd be my prince. And then Vanessa's like, "Mm," but he turned out to be a frog. And then she's like, you're, you know, knight in shining armor. That's a fantasy. (laughs) That's not real. And I was like, okay. Um, (laughs) I wonder what lesson you're going to learn by the end of this movie. And then I uh, realized that her last name is Winters in this movie. Is it really? That's funny. Um. So and wait, so her character name isn't Vanessa Ann Hudgens? I really appreciate the fact, Quinn, that you always put the ad in. I'm sorry, I don't know who Vanessa Hudgens is. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to be more specific, because clearly 
There are so many. There are multiple Vanessa Hudgenses. I mean, would you ever consider shortening it to Va? <laughs> to Van? No. <laughs> Wait. What? No, Va. Va. <laughs> Vanessa and Hudgens, not Van. Listen, it is 2 a.m. <laughs> I skipped ahead already. But he's he gets zapped to 2019 to fulfill his destiny. His quest. Um, his quest. And remember this, because the movie isn't going to for about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they have a meet-cute where... Because he gets zapped into, like, this market, Christmas market thing that Vanessa Ann Hudgens is at. And uh, they have a meet-cute where she bumps into him and, like, spills hot chocolate on him. Even though they, like... We're just walking and doing something else, and then immediately after they had hot chocolate. Yeah, and then they have a second meet cute, where, where she, she just hits him with her car. <laughs> hits him with her car. <laughs> and then uh, what a movie does two meet cutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm and, sorry. Her metal, her steel steed. Yes, steel. That's what a car is. And then that's when we find out that the movie's set in Ohio, so that's nice. Oh, that I did. I felt represented because all Ohio towns look fictional, straight fictional out. City of Moldova. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the city because it's like, what the fuck? This isn't Franken move. Nope, the, the reference did land, so we're gonna try a new one. This isn't a Thomas Kincaid painting. Better, okay. worse, no. a little bit. <laughs> What the fuck? We're getting warmer. <laughs> this isn't a town where it's just always Christmas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 Alright, I see it. Yeah, it's, I, I it's just like... It was just like what, ridiculous, because it's like every house, it's like Jewish people exist, Wait, okay? Knew, oh, sorry, I hit the mic. Somebody we knew had this. Grandma probably did. Anyways. Basically, the police shows up and she's BFFs with the police car. And I think the only policeman in this entire town. If I'm probably. It seems that small of a town. So he like helps. He's like, hey, what's going on? I see that you just hit this man with your car. <laughs> and um, they take him to the hospital. And uh, because they... Because she hit him with the car. Yeah. Here, okay. And he's fine, except they think he has amnesia. Does he say something funny when he sees the hospital? No. We don't get that at that all. That would be clever, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, he never sees again. <laughs> um, so they think that he's just has amnesia and like he just has the story. Um, and then, for some reason, Vanessa Ann Hudgens is like, well, I got a spare house. <laughs> uh, here, here's, here's my biggest problem, other than, like, the decision to have no conflict, is that both Vanessa Ann Hudgens and Circle are perfect. They have no flaws, either of mm-hmm. them. They're both kind, generous, and loving, and they ha- their characters can't grow because they're already perfect people. Right. And it bugs me. That's why the, this movie is just nothing. <laughs> Vanessa and Hudgen hits, hits, the, hits the guy with the car. He's convicted of pedophilia. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I think I'm picking up on the plot. 
so Vanessa Ann Hudges is like, well, I have a spare building at my house. You could come live with me. And it's like, okay, like, you work at public school. Well, I th- apparently it was left to her from her parents. Oh, I'm sorry. And mortgages just go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... And also, that's a good point, because, like, her sister had, like, a family. Why didn't they move into the bigger house? I don't know. Okay. So, <laughs> um, was, I thought about it, and I had no answers. But also, the, when she says that the policeman's like, hey, um, don't invite the stranger you just met to live in your house. Uh, and then she's like, it's fine. They're and like, she's okay. like, she's like, he's kind of balding, but I'm kind of into that. So it's going to be fine. <laughs> Is she really? Mm-hmm. It's a line of dialogue. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a weird Specifically dialogue. like that. I, well, I want to say, too, that it's, what's interesting to me is that as somebody who... When I first heard the plot of the movie, I was like, well, it's Christmas magic. He's definitely a, an actual knight. And they, but the audience knows that, right? Yes, we yeah. do know that. So, because I, <laughs> I walked in, and I'm not even paying attention to the movie, and I was hearing him talk about like him having amnesia and shit. I was like, this boy don't have amnesia. He's a knight. I'm not being fooled by this. Yeah, it's like with like Miracle on 34th Street. There's like the whole conflict is you're like, is that Santa? That might be Santa. But here, it's like, no. Nope. we don't know that. Yeah, exactly. We just, ha- so that is why everything is a question of, of whether or not, you know, that, that makes the movie the movie. Exactly. <laughs> Thir- Miracle on 34th Street started out with Santa at the North Pole saying, I'm going to go to Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a worse movie. Yeah, objectively worse movie. <laughs> That was, yeah. yeah, that's my point. Now I'm wondering how different this movie would be if we didn't have any of the beginning of him being a knight. It would be at least interesting because then you'd be like, hmm, what's going to happen next? <laughs> right. Instead of just like, well, this is happening next. How is she going to pay for this house? Right. And like, this guy's definitely going to murder her while she's sleeping, <laughs> correct? Um, I mean, I've seen Black Christmas. All three of them. <laughs> no, nothing from Quinn. All right. No, I I, I laughed. You didn't. I not. This is, this is a podcast. Not out loud. <laughs> I laughed internally. I I guffawed within <laughs> myself. I I muted my mic. I turned to my side and I went ha. <laughs> So then they go back to her house. They have a long chat. She shows him Alexa. She shows him the, you know, picture box. Okay, again, and then he, takes, he takes a shower. I need to, but I just need to point out again. He takes all of these things remarkably casually. Yeah, he's not. Like he had to have had other time traveling quests before. <laughs> yeah, because. That's not like the only explanation to his behavior. This would straight up cause anyone else a mental breakdown. Yeah, everything you know is, like, not true. A part of me feels like if I ended up in this, like, kind of situation where I, like, time travel to the past, I would just roll with it. Everyone in the movie is just like, what? How did this happen? And I'd probably be like, uh, I probably, I'm e- either I'm mentally unwell 
and I'm having some kind of weird dream, or I have traveled back in time, but either way, I might as well just roll with this and uh, complete whatever the objectives the movie needs me to complete. So <laughs> well, speaking of correct reactions to time travel... Was mine it? No. Oh. <laughs> um, there's an all-that sketch <laughs> from the new 2019 version um, in which this, this kid accidentally invents time travel for his science experiment, and it is very funny. It's a very good sketch. Oh, yes. From the new, it took me a second to remember what you were talking about. Yes, it is a very good sketch. <laughs> I highly recommend it. So, that's fun. <laughs> that does sound fun. Yeah, anyways, so, and then, but he he's just solely like, oh, okay, this is the picture box. Oh, oh, this fridge? That's just where the outside air is coming from. <laughs> like, not... That's why they call also, it the air. He's like, oh, can I have some cauldrons to heat up some water for a bath? And then she's like, oh, I'll just show you the, sh- the bathroom. And so then he takes a shower and it's like, that's not miraculous to you? Yeah, he's... He, he, and he immediately knows to tie a towel just low enough on his hips <laughs> just to be that just to be that. sexy enough. whereas whereas to still be pg but like you know give the mom something to think about give the moms a nice little happy trail no <laughs> is happy trail not happy for everyone apparently Wow, my jokes are just what? not landing today. <laughs> it's okay. They made me laugh, and that's really what I'm going for. I don't know what happened in the movie. <laughs> um, well, so... no, it was just because you said, ew, happy trails. And then I said, well, not happy for everyone, apparently. I thought no, it was that funny. Was, that was more just a, a surprise, because I wouldn't have expected this movie to show his happy trail in the movie. And also, like, would a knight have one? Yeah, well, yeah. What, Do they have razors? What are our shape? I had that thought while I was watching Star Wars. There was, like, a clear armpit shot of Rey. And I was like, when'd she get time to shave? Honestly, I thought that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> With the, uh, uh, her Lightsaber. Light razor. That'd be terrifying. Oh. <laughs> That's my lightsaber noise. <laughs> it just sounded like, oh. it sounds like you're saying like, oh, I feel like I'm sounding apathetic, but really I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's what lightsabers make, right? That was yeah. the noise. Um, like, oh, poor thing. Aw. So then he takes a shower, um, just unfazed by all of that. She goes and digs up all of her ex's clothes so that he can wear them. And... Then she's on the phone with her sister, and then he builds a fire to try and kill a skunk. And then she's like, come on, let's just go eat dinner. And I'm like, it was that night when he showed up, and you've gone to the hospital. You've come home. He was, well, one, he was released from the hospital. You've come home. He's taken a shower. He started a full fire in your front yard. What what time is it? And then the diner's full. Yeah, it had to have been, like, at least four in the morning. That's a good point I didn't think about, but now I'm traumatized. I just realized that this movie could have been a, um... Ah, fuck. 
a magic tree house title. <laughs> <gasps> yes. That's the plot. It, except, no, Magic Treehouse was more exciting because they had, like, villains Magic Treehouse, they, like, go to the place. You know what I mean? And this one, it's just, uh... Well, you know what? Why wasn't a Magic Treehouse just about being, like, two years in the future? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine doing a Magic Treehouse when you go two years in the future and it's, it's 2015? It, it'd be, like, teenager tw- teenagers in the 20s because that's, like, that was their titling conceit never mind so (laughs) he also brings his sword to the diner which is important which is all cool no one's like sword no one's cared about that what are Um, what are the open carry laws in this fictional city but she also like there's a lot of things that he like doesn't know what they are but then he'll understand what like she means when she all she says is like oh he cheated on me like he understands what that is. He like he it, I was X even a word? <laughs> Definitely not. If if she was like, "Oh yeah, he's my ex." He's not he's like, "What?" And then she's like, "My ex-boyfriend." He goes, "Oh, okay. You also wouldn't know what boyfriend was." <laughs> There's so many words it's like he just wouldn't know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> and they just don't care about that at all. And yeah, and, and then, then uh, and then like five an hour later, he's like, "Yeah, that's totally legitness, Bay." <laughs> yeah, because he he binge watched some TV, so he knows how to talk American. Did he watch Netflix? Yes. Yeah. He Did he do Bandersnatch? Well, it's not revealed really what he's watching, but there are two sequences where they binge watch Netflix together. Two of them. And also a fun thing, no matter how many different clothes that they give him, which they give him a lot of different clothes so that he can blend in, he's always just, next time you see him, back in his night clothes. He, re- he really likes his tunic. Or at least, like, one part of it. Like, he always has one thing on from the original costume. Let's talk his haircut. Yes. And it's bad. It's really bad. And it... It's so bad that, like, I wish the brother, this was about his brother. <laughs> uh, is, but is it not going to be soon? Yeah, that's definitely what the sequel is going to be. But the whole time I was like, I forgot about the brother. And then we came back and I was like, well, he's a lot better looking and with a better haircut. <laughs> it could just be the haircut. And that's all I'm noticing. It might just be the haircut. But it's a, a big difference. Anything else you want to say about the haircut? Um, I'm just, you know, not a fan. <laughs> and, uh... I'm just saying, like, trim it up. Just because you're medieval doesn't mean you can't look nice. He also... They go and chop down a Christmas tree and he hits it down with one little swing. That was... Like... <laughs> that was a weird masculinity thing that was going on there. <laughs> yeah. Because then the well, guy's probably, like... <laughs> he has experience from chopping off people's arms with his sword. Mm-hmm. Sir Cole would never do that. Yeah, Maybe come square. On. Uh-huh. <laughs> but so... then, like, that set up that whole, like, weird side masculinity plot where the other guy's like, Babe, I can chop a tree, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you'll love to see it. Just because you see someone else do it, that means you have super strength, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this, is this like one of those tree lots where they're already cut? It seemed like it. Because that's gotta be it. Because there's no way someone's just, like, doing that in one swing. Walking around just, like, just swinging down trees with one swoop. Um, I also, my next note after that is, why would you let him drive your car? Why? <laughs> she lets listen, him. Why? In the world. He's like, can I drive, can I take your steel steed? And she's like, I cannot find a reason as to why not. <laughs> she's like, oh, Here are the you keys. remember how to drive? And he goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then she's like, here are the keys, have fun. And then... And then, and she, then goes, she gets a call from the one police officer who found her car ban- abandoned half on the sidewalk. And she's like, Cole, I got a call from the police that my car was abandoned in the in the street. Are you okay? And it's like, yeah, he doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> and she's like, and you had the nerve to not park it? <laughs> hey, let me tell you the story about a man who the day before a holiday... Didn't know how to drive a car, but he made it work. And his name was Michael Myers. (laughs) (laughs) And he figured it out. (laughs) He put on those shades. He rolled rolled on by. (laughs) Do do you know how that's explained in the previous, in the, like, late, late sequels? No. Do you want to know? Yeah. Oh, I'm curious. You've piqued my interest. So, do you remember how, like... Loomis briefly meets with the psychiatrist before heading to where the town. Yeah. Oh, right. I know this. The psychiatrist is evil. Yeah. He turns out he turns. He it, taught him how to drive. In the in the one with Paul Rudd, it turns out he's the leader of a cult. Mm. And taught Michael Myers how to drive because Michael Myers is their messiah. Mm. And Paul Rudd's in the movie. <laughs> in his breakout <laughs> role. <laughs> He says to Mike Myers, you would have thought, not me. <laughs> the clip from the hot ones. So, my next note for... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Before Christmas. Um, here's the thing. It just says, LOL, what a turn. Was there, was there a turn? Was there a heel uh, turn? I guess. Was this when they finally were like, oh, shit, we need a plot. And yeah, they're like, they were like, oh shit, stick that daughter on the middle of the ice. And they're like, let's drown some kids. <laughs> I think that was it. Because they were, lol, what a turn. Oh yeah, stuck on the ice. Oh, I, 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 got, I, I definitely took some phone classes. And I know that everyone, there's two roles that you learn right off the bat in phone class. One, you gotta save the cat. Two, you gotta drown the kid. <laughs> when you're... When, when you're, when you're in the middle of, the, of Act 2 and you need some tension, you gotta jump some kids. <laughs> <laughs> or was, wait, was Slutty Neighbor first? I feel like... No. Well, Slutty Neighbor was introduced. But she, not... I feel like she's important to bring up because I'm convinced that she's going to be the lead of the sequel. <laughs> I am here for it. Because my next note, it's not there, but my next note is, is the neighbor supposed to be the villain? Because she gives up on being the villain very quickly. Yeah, she's like trying to flirt with him. He denies her. And he's like, you're right. You and Vanessa and Hudgens deserve each other. It's like, all right, here's my mistletoe. Have a good day. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Her niece and her niece's friend uh, just go run out onto a lake in the middle of a snowstorm and the 
and Circle has to say, save them. Yeah, and he's just that's like, it. belly crawl out of the ice, and then she does, and then that's 15 minutes done. Yeah. And Vanessa's like, that's it, that's your quest, you came in to save them, and then he's like, nah, that's just a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, listen, I, I'd be more important than saving some little shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, that's when my I have my this note about the neighbor, because when... She first brings Circle back to her house. We see a neighbor and two neighbors like kind of talking and whispering to each other, watching Carl Cole walk up to the door or whatever. And then later she comes and like kinda is flirting with him. And then they're at like this Christmas party and she brings mistletoe up to him and she's like, You know you're supposed to kiss under the mistletoe And he goes, Oh And then he just stares at Vanessa Hudgens and she goes but I guess you don't want to do that with me. Oh, well, here's the mistletoe. Goodbye. <laughs> and then she just, and I'm like, is she supposed to be a villain? Because, like, she's just not. Yeah, it's, it's, they were like, we need conflict, but just for one scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, like a sad little puppy walks up with his mistletoe to Vanessa Hudgens and is like, uh, ma'am? <laughs> and Vanessa's like, oh yeah, come here, and just grabs that chain link around his head and makes out with him. Chain link. <laughs> and, um, then he finished his quest, which, why would his quest just be to kiss her? His quest was, I think, was to fall in love, but it's like, there's definitely some knight out there who got miffed, they're like, go kill this dragon. <laughs> he's like why couldn't I just made out with the star of High School Musical <laughs> it's like Martha was right there and I could have <laughs> kissed her but you wanted me to go kill a dragon instead and this is when so then he fulfilled his quest so he just poofs he's gone and then the fucking we didn't even talk about it, but this student just keeps popping up, like, randomly. Oh, it's like, you mean, leave her alone. You mean, like, teachers don't want to see you outside of school either. My complete favorite part of the movie, when right. uh, the student looks Vanessa and Hudgens in the eyes and goes, I think I'm over boys and I'm going to focus on my goals now. And then Vanessa and Hudgens goes, no! <laughs> <laughs> Go get with a boy. I was wrong. I was wrong. Men are good. And that's, like, her lesson that she learns in this movie. And then she cries while eating bread because she got the magic bean. Okay, we've all been there. Because <laughs> <laughs> now she's sad, so now we have this montage of, like, her finding things that, like, like memories of him. Of Circle. Like, like Circle. He left a, a secret ornament in the tree as a reference to something her parents used to do and he made bread and he put a bean in it because that's the magic bean um and she got the magic bean which and means she's, saying that like that's a thing which that makes any I, sense at all <laughs> if, I, if i remember correctly means she's the king of christmas <laughs> it means she gets a christmas wish she's the king oh, yeah. of christmas so then she wished i wish for cool back i think she's both the king of christmas and gets a christmas wish and then um then we cut back. She can be more to, than one thing. To Cole, and he's like, "Brother, I found you. I'm here for your your thing, your knighting." And he's like, "Bro, 
You follow your heart, bro. <laughs> That's what's more important. And then he's like, dude. okay, then goodbye forever, brother. He's like, all right. That, hey, do you have that bean I had that I let you borrow? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I baked it into some bread early. <laughs> oh, then, no doubt, no doubt, bro. <laughs> he's like, I'm perfectly happy with never seeing you again. <laughs> yeah, literally, they're just like, okay, go back, time travel again, and... 6,000 years into the future. I don't need to see you ever again in my life. Goodbye. But I'm a knight now. It's like, in my reality, you're going to be dead for hundreds of thousands of years. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I'll be sleeping with Vanessa Ann Hudgens. So, and then we go back and Vanessa Hudgens is sad that Cole left. And she goes to her... Because the niece wanted a puppy. And... Then there's a puppy there. Listen, and here's my big. That's my biggest question of the movie. Where the fuck did the where puppy the come from? fuck did the puppy come from? Because <laughs> we get she finds a puppy and then she asks Santa for. Wait, hold on. Does this mean Santa's real in this universe? No, because he's clearly not. Because he, there's the scene. He was like, "Wow, I'm good." <laughs> so. She keeps asking for a puppy, and then so the puppy shows up. And the mom is looking at the dad, and she's like, "Don't why'd you buy her that puppy? And the dad's looking at the mom, and he's like, I didn't buy her that puppy, why'd you buy her that puppy? And then Vanessa Ann Hudgens shows up, and they're like, hey, aunt, why the fuck you buy her this puppy? And she's like, I don't know, I didn't buy her that puppy. And, and it's like, where did the puppy come from? And here's the thing, the, the niece clearly believes in Santa. Yeah. And then she's like, over here is everyone being like, where the fuck did this puppy come from? <laughs> and she literally goes, oh, it's Christmas magic. Instead of just being like, it was Santa. I, that bugged me too. But it's like... But I, she could have just been like, oh, it was Santa. But also, here's the other thing. When they were trying to explain time travel, when when Cole was just very, like, whatever about it, she was like, why are, why are you freaking out about this? And he literally said, like, just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And she says that about the puppy showing up. But, like, there's a very big difference between, like, oh, like, these large concepts that, like, you might not be aware of could potentially exist. Or a living animal just showing up in your home. <laughs> like, you're taking advice on this uh, about a guy who's, like, not sure what the sun is exactly. <laughs> Or fire. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was kidding. Okay. He started a fire. Like, he, he'd still be ready to, like, burn a woman for... For food. For No, I was going to say for, like, for being witchery. too self-confident. Yeah, for being a witch. He's, like, that kind of old. But you're going to take like, his uh, advice on science. He goes and finds the old crone, and she's like... She's like, oh, you want to go back? Okay, word. And then she just plops him back over there. And that's that. He's back and he finds Vanessa and they make out a little bit more and then they're good. And, and, uh, and, but no, but then the brother, there's an end tag where his brother back in the medieval times is knighted and then they're going to celebrate and the crone is like, hey, can you help me? And he like sends everyone away and she's like, ooh, do I have a quest for you? So there might be a sequel with the hot, where the hotter brother also goes his time traveling. You know, I, re- 
If I am being honest, I related most to the old crone in this movie. <laughs> Where if I had powers like this, oh, I would definitely just send knights on different love <laughs> quests. <laughs> Everyone else be like, oh yeah, I had him slay this dragon. Like, oh yeah, I had him fight this army of men. I'm like, um, I wanted him to kiss this girl. Tune into CBS this fall for CBS Presents Lord Molitano's Love Nights. Yes. <laughs> You're saying you wouldn't tune in? <laughs> I feel like I'd have to. I, but here's also the thing. The whole knight in shining armor thing means that's not, he didn't fight for your love or anything because if his armor is very shiny, he didn't, he didn't fight in shit. <laughs> Just saying. Oh yeah, no, he's, uh, he's never killed a man. No. I don't trust him. No. He's maybe chopped down a few Christmas trees in his time, but that's about <laughs> it. So, where do we go from here? Drinking game? Drinking game. Take a shot every time they say old crone. <laughs> take, a, take a drink every time he has a very understated reaction to a, re- a very new technology. Um, take a drink every single time you're like, oh, that could have been a plot point, but it's already been resolved. <laughs> take a, take a sip every time you remember that there's currently no conflict going on. Take a drink whenever they have hot cocoa. Yes. <gasps> we didn't even talk about that, but it's oh, a lot. Oh, uh, we, we did talk about a lot, how like... She's, like, single-handedly runs the largest soup kitchen in the world or something. Yeah. In her spare time. We didn't really talk about the single dad a whole lot. Yeah, I don't know. It made me cry. It really didn't have anything to do with the plot, though. (laughs) It really didn't. And I thought that the kids falling into the lake was going to be, like, the main conflict in Act 2 break, and then there was just another hour of the movie. How do you fix it? I, I, wait, hold on. Before you answer that question, I want to say while we're still talking about the hot cocoa, that there's a part where um, the knight was holding a hot cocoa and it was so tiny in his <laughs> hands. And I don't know if it was because he his hands were actually so big that the cup looked tiny, or if they gave him a <laughs> tiny cup to make his hands look bigger. But it was it's definitely what it should do. He's like the ogre from Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. Did you change your audio in any capacity? I, I shifted my position in this chair. It's different now. Is it... Is it Unusable? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's unusable. It just got very weird for a second. Okay. Um, sorry. How would you fix the movie? I would fix it by getting a hotter lead. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. And now that she's problematic, maybe getting... We'll we'll give them to one of the other forgotten girls of High School Musical. Ashley Tisdale. I was going to say the girl who played Martha. 
That also works. I'm also into that. Really, any of them. They all deserve careers. Uh, what's her? Allison Stoner. She wasn't even in High School Musical. She just has that energy. <laughs> she got High School Musical energy. <laughs> she was um, a Mike Super Short show, though. Oh, excellent. I think they do need to handle the whole night thing better. Like, we either need to not know. I don't even know if that would really work. Or, like... Or, like... Make, like, a evil wizard sent him there. That definitely is a better choice. That, like, yeah, because the crone was good. Plot-wise. Yeah, ev- the crone is, like, a friend. Yeah. We definitely needed... That, that's the main thing. You know, if you change one thing at all, like, in this movie, you just need to add any sort of conflict and it would be better. Someone's after him. Someone's on to him. Something. He's he's running out of time. He, I don't know. Like, he'll die if he doesn't get back on time. Something. Yeah. Someone also was sent there to make sure that he doesn't get it because they don't want him to be a knight. Because, like... Whatever. Even, like, our ticking clock to, like, he has to do it by Christmas Eve. The thing he... If he doesn't succeed, he's just not a true knight. He's still a knight, just not a true knight. And as if I know what that means. <laughs> he's also not concerned. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't actively go looking for it. He's ne- There's never a point where he's like, oh my god, it's like the 23rd and I don't know what my quest is. Like, he's not, he doesn't care. Not at all, really. So that's the main fix. We just need a, some sort of... I have a big fix that I would do. It was inspired by a moment in this movie where I gasped, but then it turned out to be nothing. Is they're like having a dramatic conversation, and Vanessa Hudgens sits down, and then like a loud new batch of music starts playing, and I think, is she gonna break out into song right now? <laughs> so, my solution is this is a musical, because with a musical, you could get away. With not having like a really well thought out plot. And Quinn, uh, did you watch any movies that made you think of that? No, because they didn't get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> that made get away scot free. <laughs> but I'm thinking like, so, like you know, but you know, you know what I mean. It's like as long as like the songs are really good and like the characters are thought out, much, yeah. you don't notice it as much. And so I think this should be a musical. Is my fix. That would be that would be fun. You could still have a villain in that. Yeah, but like also like little songs. It's like it was a night do 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 the night before Christmas. <laughs> That's the theme song. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. I think that would be great. I would watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Are we... Where are we now? Is that all I Oh, who's the Dr. Ant Mom? I think it's the old crone. Is this a new thing you're doing? Yeah. yeah Have you not listened to the Sleepaway Camp episode? No, I did, but I didn't know you guys were, were naming Dr. Ant Moms for yeah. everybody It's now. the Dr. Ant Mom Award for Achievement in Acting. In, in achievement in scene chewing. In scene, yes. In a scene, yes. 
just scene stealing all over the place. Yeah. I think it's the old crone, personally. I I'm I think I'm gonna not give it out. <gasps> yeah, I think right. I think it's it's an award that deserves to be earned. And I'm sorry, Honestly, but there's blandness right. all around. It's like I feel like the old crone's performance is like one of those like Oscar Beatty things where she was like trying for the doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like well, if I had to give it to someone in the movie, it would be her. But I think now that you say that, I think you are right. I don't think anyone deserves it. Yeah, I don't think we should give it out to just every movie. Like I want it. I want the scene to be eaten thoroughly. I want it digested. I want it masticated. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, or, do you kind of mean like how uh, John Bernthal in the movie Grudge Match was trying to win an Oscar? So there was a terrible comedy. Do you mean? Do you Has mean? Seen that movie besides me? No. So, so the movie it's it's Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro playing old boxers, and so they famously played boxers in better movies, in Raging Bull and Rocky which were both Oscar movies. And so the movie is, what if these two old boxers had a grudge match nowadays? It's got Kevin Hart in it. It is a straight-up comedy. John Bernthal plays Robert De Niro's son, and he is playing like he is in a combined sequel of Rocky and Raging Bull. (laughs) He is acting his fucking ass off, and it is like he's in a completely different movie. Well, that's like, yeah, but... She wasn't trying for the Oscar. She was specifically trying for the Dr. Ant Mom Award. She's going for the Dr. Ant Mom. Yeah, it's pretty Come well known. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, yeah. Not giving it out. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. You'll earn it next time, movie. Vanessa Ann. That's unanimous, so Lauren can't give it out because you're not playing. I mean, Lauren could give it out. I could, but I'm not going to. You're like. His, his, his point could be. Hit, he made a good point. Now that it's an option, you you like that as an option? Do I do you, like that as an option. Do you have any Dr. Ant Moms for movies that you watched before you saw Steve Camp? <laughs> Tyler, nothing matters before I watched this movie. <laughs> I literally... There was a second where it's like, can I name a movie we did before Sleepaway Camp? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even want... I don't even care... To think about it. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Well, I'm going to look at the podcast app because now I'm curious. No, it just says here the first episode you guys ever did was Sleep Wake Up. <laughs> <laughs> or I was going to say for the Princess Switch, we'll give it to the hot boyfriend. Not the yeah. prince, the other one. Kevin. Yeah, um, it's amazing you know the name. I'm truly I, shocked. Because <laughs> I was going to make a jokes about how similar... This episode was gonna be to last month, last year's. So I like listened to the beginning. Okay. Of it. And we, and we bring up Kevin immediately. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him for more like traditional movies where I feel like there's a good one. So for the kissing booth, who gets it? Uh, oh. Um, uh, Lee's girlfriend. I was gonna say the little brother who farts a lot. You're you're right. You're right. I forgot about him. You are correct though. <laughs> Uh, Mamma Mia 2008. Uh, they, everyone's trying for it. Yeah, no, 
I, I think that's a no one. I would. I, I liked. I like Christine Baranski in that movie. She's my like saving grace of that movie. So I'll give so it to this her. A, so this is like this is a great, truly enjoyable performance in the movie. Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around what the rules It's more of like a very notable performance. <laughs> Like you just noticed the performance. Yeah, it's like the it's it could be the per- only person who like knew what the movie should have been. It could be the person who was just in the wrong movie altogether. Sucker punch. I don't remember anything about that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Molly for her performance in the first forty five <laughs> minutes. <love> <laughs> I feel like there is a there is a better answer somewhere there, but I feel like you guys can't seem to remember anything to that. Because <laughs> no, I, I feel like there was a lot of insane acting choices. I don't know. Oscar Isaac's in it, so maybe it's just him, but that could be personal reasons. Geostorm? The daughter. Absolutely the daughter. <laughs> yeah, for, fully. Uh, Catwoman? Literally everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this I feel like this one gets a bad question, but Ma. Oh, Octavia Spencer. Right? Octavia Spencer unhinged. <laughs> uh, truth or dare? Eh. <laughs> no award for that one. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't no, give it out. No, to the Snapchat oh, okay. filter. <laughs> I was gonna say the girl. The fr- like uh, who lights the g- the lady on fire at the beginning? I don't, like, other I don't know. But she's she, I don't think she deserves it. She's not in the movie enough. She's not unhinged oh. enough. Holmes and Watson. Nah. Lauren Lapkus. I was gonna say maybe Lauren Lapkus. She's not even like great though. You guys talked about her performance a little bit, I think. But it's voice. not enough to just be a good performance. That's the thing. Little Italy. Oh, Andrea Martin. Easy. <laughs> the grandparents. You can't tell me it's not the grandparents in yeah, Little they, Italy. That's uh, <laughs> it's that or the a hundred some lamps. <laughs> <laughs> I love the concept of your show being that it's it, it's a bad movie that has at least, that has one star in it. That's kind of like the the. the Conceit of your show, and I like how many of your descriptions of multiple <laughs> people are in them. Like, like Lucy Hale and Tyler Oh, wait, who's the one star of this? Oh, yeah, it's Vanessa. Never mind. <laughs> it's definitely Vanessa. This is, this is, this is a true one star. Yeah, we, we did, did it. This is, a tradi- this is a traditional classic. We failed in our last episode big time. <laughs> Because it was Black Christmas and there was like so many <laughs> There's a lot of famous people in that movie. But they, they weren't stars yet. Unfortunately, we are going to fail next episode as well. Little teaser, meow. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> can, can you explain to me why... Um, ugh, I can't think of her name right now, but she rules. The girl from Black Christmas, the remake. Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Yes. Why does she, like, explode in that car? None of the deaths make any sense. <laughs> Her blood goes everywhere like she's been exploded. Like <laughs> and I don't understand how that happens. <laughs> the deaths that occur off screen have so much more blood than is humanly possible. Um, to you. You're right. 
So, so let's move on to our next segment. Which is good bad movie good. recommendations. The, what about the good, the bad, and the movie? Ooh, Ooh I like it. Good. We Come fight. We it took uh, recording at 3 a.m. for me to go. <laughs> the, the Dr. Hip Bomb Award for movie. <laughs> that seems <that laughs> perfect. It doesn't need to change. <laughs> the, yeah, the Dr. Hip Bomb Award for movie that we both like and dislike. <laughs> it's, it's the Dr. Hip Bomb Award for movies. <laughs> so what, what do you got? Okay, well, let Are me you think. Are familiar with this? Yeah, I'll try to think of something. Let me think. It's a good and a bad movie. What What do we yeah, got good, here? A good, good bad movie? A good movie and a bad movie. Well, because apparently neither of you have watched it. So for my bad, <laughs> I'm going to do A Christmas Prince. Because it is the first of these Netflix original Christmas movies. And it is great in the bad way. So I'm going to want you guys to check that out for sure. I'm gonna plug two different Christmas movies that came in out in 2019, and they're both on Netflix. And the one is just a little bit better, <laughs> but I wouldn't go around saying like this is a fantastic movie. <laughs> Let it snow. How was it? I. I thought it was fun. It was just a fun little quick no-brainer movie. There was enough people in it that I that I like that I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. It's not... I mean, it's literally like the young adult version of like fucking New Year's Eve. Okay. Or it's like one of those where there's just a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different storylines and eventually they all come together because they're like, oh yeah, that's my cousin. Um, shout out to Liv Henson you deserve better we love you she she does we love you Um, so I just thought it was enjoyable enough it was nice nice little fun movie Um, it's still not like great hi everyone this is a post episode while editing Lauren and I just want to add in the fact that my actual good movie recommendation is The Night Before with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. Uh, It's very good, and that is the movie that I meant to recommend. It's the movie I thought about the entire time and wanted to remember to recommend, and then I forgot at the last second. So, uh, The Night Before. Okay, thanks. And my bad movie, which I have not stopped thinking about since I watched it, is Santa Girl, which (laughs) is... It stars the girl who played Harper in Wizards of Waverly Place, who is Santa's daughter, and she goes away to college, and um, she's expected to marry the son of uh, Jack Frost, and to merge the companies. Was that, who played the son of Jack Frost? The kid who I kept sending you snaps of, because I was like, I fucking hate this kid. Okay. (laughs) Um, but she doesn't know that that's who it is. His name is, like, J.R. or something like that. I'm ruining the movie, but also, like, it's very obvious immediately what's happening. <laughs> and Devin Werkheiser, also known as Ned from Ned's Declassified, plays this other guy who's in it, who she also kind of falls in love with, and uh, he also featuring his bad haircut. <laughs> and it's... One of the worst movies I've ever seen, but boy, was it captivating. <laughs> <laughs> so those two movies, those are my 
uh, Netflix uh, availability Christmas movies that if you're listening to this and it isn't past Christmas, <laughs> you want to watch it? I'm going to suggest a rom-com mm. that I like and I'm pretty... Wait, I might have done this one before. I gotta check real quick. You have to put a question mark on Gen Quinn. You are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't done this one before. I think I've just brought it up on the podcast before, how much I love it. It's called While You Were Sleeping. I'm pretty sure it has a Christmas scene in it, so it counts. And it just is the perfect balance of, like, could-be-creepy-presence premise but just the sheer charisma of Sandra Bullock pulls it off, and I love it. And it, like this movie, makes me cry. <laughs> okay. Did you get the gist of the... So it's a, it's a, movie, it's a good movie recommendation, a bad movie recommendation? Yeah. So, okay, so... That, like, connects to this. Like, a good <sighs> version of it, and then an equal to worse version. Of this movie? Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean... I you, didn't see this movie. I mean, you could do time travel. You could do Christmas. You could do rom-com. Also, Snow Day. You could do Snow Medieval Nights. Snow, Snow Day was playing on TV the other day, and I watched a minute of it, and I was like, well, that movie, I loved that growing up. I don't know if it held up, but I loved it growing up. Uh, For good movie, I'm going to go with Gremlins. Hell fucking yeah. So that's a Christmas movie. And it's it's fucking... I mean, it's a classic. Now, now I'm only saying this because I had other things and it has been <laughs> torn apart me <laughs> finding out what the, how this works. So I'm, so I'm kind of scrambling here. And then, um... For a movie that, like, I feel like is probably bad but I haven't seen in a long year, let's go with a kid and kid Arthur's card. That's kind of like this movie. <laughs> I've not seen it. So, uh, basically, uh, the kid, um, goes to the King Arthur's court. Wow. (laughs) And again, this is something that I've just recently been thinking about a lot more. But in, when this kid, because this kid, I don't remember his name, but he was in every movie. He's like in, I don't want to, I don't know if it's Angels and Outfield, but he's in like the movie where, I think Rookie of the Year where he's like a kid who becomes really good at baseball, and then he also plays a kid where he goes back in time. Like this was kind of his his like niche that he kind of had. Is it Max Keebler? It is not. This is pre Keeb. I don't know life pre Keeb. <laughs> <laughs> you were born post Keeb. Um. So it's, it's Home Alone and Post Malone. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Ben Jansen? Ben Johnson? Ben, I mean, Ben Jensen sounds more right. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the kid in Angels in the Outfield. He's a kid in Angels in the Outfield. Is it Matthew McConaughey, who's also (laughs) in Angels in the Outfield? (laughs) Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Hold on, I'm gonna, kid in King Arthur's Court. I'm gonna get the name real quick. Oh, I forgot the name of that movie. <laughs> That's the one I was recommending. Uh, no, it's Thomas Ian Nicholas. And he was in Rookie of the Year. He was in the American Pie movies. He was in The Kid in King Arthur's Court. He was in Halloween Resurrection! <gasps> is that the Paul Rudd one? I think it is. It is not. It is the one with uh, 
Oh, Busta Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. And Tyra Banks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think he was in um, the other movie I said. Uh, but he, um, in King, King Arthur's Court, he's like a kid who gets transported back in time to that uh, that time period. Kate Winslet and, wait, Daniel, wait, what the fuck? Hold up. God. Apparently, wait, is this cast stacked? Kate Winslet and Daniel Craig are in this movie. Very nice. Oh, there she That's is. Wild. The tagline for the movie. Can, can you guess what the movie is? So it's like a modern kid in the '90s, and he goes back in time to King Arthur's court. Can you guess what the the tagline is? King Arthur's court is kicking. One, you gotta guess. Uh, no. It's Jowls to do it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he goes he goes back in time. Uh, and here's the thing that I just recently have been thinking about. King Arthur is um, not necessarily real. <laughs> and most of the Knights of the Round Table definitely aren't. He's more of a legend and a myth than an actual person that existed. So when these people go to King Arthur's court, they're not really going back in time. They're going to an alternate dimension. Oh, look at me. I'm Tyler, and I actually exist. (laughs) Well, not not according to the princess. (laughs) 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 Whichever movie it is. That we determined to exist and we don't. <laughs> God, I can't even think about that right now. So, what do you rate the movie? My eyes are closed. I'm falling asleep. Hurry, rate the movie. Rate the movie, guys. Uh, it, it, oh, we trapped in King Arthur's Court. Our quest incomplete. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Comical snoring. <laughs> we hate this movie. Hog shoe, hog shoe, <laughs> hog shoe. No, we lost him. We lost him. The bean. I am going to give it, I don't know, because like, deep down, <laughs> even though it's a plotless disaster, I kind of enjoyed it. We're not talking about cats. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about the night before Christmas. So I'm going to give it uh, two stars. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like a two out of five. It, like, whatever. It really is a slog, but at the same time, it's like, I did cry, and I have to come to terms with that. <laughs> How would you rank the three movies you watched today? Honestly. <laughs> They're all tied for last. <laughs> I, I, I have not figured out a way to responsibly rank or rate cats. <laughs> I, I have not assigned a numerical value yet because I can't. Yeah, no, just like in order one, two, three. I think, well, this was shorter than Star Wars, so this is first <laughs> in front of that. And I definitely had the most fun watching Cats, so it's probably Cats. <laughs> this Star Wars. <laughs> Babu Frick's not gonna like hearing that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Babu Frick, you're cuter than the cats. The cats, How many? The, the female cats. Don't have boobs, but they kind of have lumps, and it's real. It's real weird. How, who's your favorite cat? 
Um, Bustopher Jones, easy question. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it's only because of the name. <laughs> I like the, uh, the, those movies, The Diary of Buster Jones. Alright, Lloyd, well, turn the podcast <laughs> off before I made that joke. <laughs> Alright. Nope. Stop it, delete it. <laughs> Tyler, I hold all the power to end. <laughs> so, that's are, Wait, are Lauren, have... you didn't rate. I was the only one that rated. I said it was 2 out of 10. Well, what did Tyler say? I didn't watch the movie. Well, from the impression we've given you, make like a mighty, mighty, mighty Boston and tell us the impression that you get. <laughs> this is like the third time on one of our podcasts I've referenced the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Uh, I haven't this film, but I know someone <laughs> And the impression that I get is that um, it's, I, guess, I mean, I'm assuming a two-star movie, because that's the game. Oh, he trusts and believes in us. I'll, I'm going to give it two hot cocos that are too small, and they've got a magic bead in them. Yeah. Um, and they're served to you by an old, an old owl. <laughs> So if you've made it so far into this mess and you're still here and you want to more, <laughs> we're not, uh, we're at One Star Movies on Twitter, we're at One Star Movies on Patreon, you can subscribe, this is technically our Patreon pick for December, uh, thanks guys. Thanks buddies. Um, so uh, yeah, you can vote on what we do, uh, you could also do other stuff, but we're not going to talk about that right now because we're trying to wrap it up real quick. Uh, I'm at Mala Turnup on Twitter. I'm at underscore Quinn Latifah. You can decide where. Ooh. And Tyler's at Tyler Mala Turnup on Twitter. Uh, we have a podcast, just the three of us, uh, about Survivor at Snub to Pod. We abandoned ship a while ago, but if you just want to listen to our thoughts on the first half of this season, be my guest. The podcast got sent to Extinction um, but that's it. Thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas. I haven't ended it yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I, uh, Tyler, how was your day? So there's Grisabella, Old Deuteronomy, Bustopher Jones. Quinn, please. I'm not giving him it out. I need him to name every cat. <laughs> Quinn, I know the there's Jellicle. the Jellicle cats as a whole. The children. You sound a little bit Jellicle, Lauren. <laughs> I don't uh, know what that means. Okay, bye. Uh. I don't know what it means. <laughs>